0: Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran, tayyiban, mubarakan fih Kama yuhibu rabbuna wa yarudha Ashadu an la ilaha illa Wahdahu la sharikala lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa warasooluh Anna usihul amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyina muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in وَمَنْ تَمَسَكَ بسنته إلى يوم الدِّينِ ثُمَّ أَمَّا بَعْدْ يَا عِبَادُ اللَّهِ أَلْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ عَلَىٰ نِعْتِ الْإِسْلَامِ وَالسُنَّةِ All praise and thanks belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah. عَنْ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ بِنْ بُسْرِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعْلَىٰ عَنْهُمْ قَالْ Atta al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Rajulun Faqala ya Rasulullah Inna shara'i Al-Islam Qad kathurat alayna Fababun Natamasku bihi jami' Faqala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam La yazal lisanuka Ratban Min dhikri Aizawajal. Hadith حديث صحيح خرجه Hadith Hassan. حسن Imam أحمد Wa Kharrajahu وخرجه الترمذي وابن وقال Imam غريب عن On the authority of Abdullah bin Busr. Paul he said that a, a man came unto the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he said o messenger of allah verily the legislative matters of islam they have become a lot upon us so give to us something an issue an affair that is concise, of which we are able to hold on to it and to stick to it. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said unto him, let your tongue remain consistently moist with the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Let your tongue stay moist with the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This hadith has been collected by Imam Ahmed and this actual wording is the wording from that which is collected by Imam Ahmed. It's also been collected by Ibn Tirmidhi Ibn Umaja and other than them. And Imam Tirmidhi, he said that this hadith is Hasan Gharib. The Alama Sheikh Abdul Muhsin al-Abbad He said, سؤال هذا الرجل سؤال هذا الرجل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم مثال من الكثيرة في السؤال اصحاب الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عن he said that the question which emanated from this man this man's question نعم, to the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam then this is an example from many examples which shows that the Sahaba, they used to ask questions that re- they used to ask the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. questions that related to the matters of their religion. That they were concerned about the matters of their religion and they were asked questions concerning the matters of their religion. In this, there is a great and tremendous lesson for us because they will seek to have knowledge of those things and those affairs which were Pertinent, those matters and those affairs which were important to their deen. How often do we seek to learn about issues, to learn about affairs? We seek knowledge to learn about those affairs that are important to our religion so as to enhance. Na'am. Unfortunately, you find that one of the problems that exists amongst, amongst the Muslims and in particular amongst those who accept Islam is that Many and often is the case is before Islam. They read a lot and they're seeking. They're asking questions. And they're trying to gather knowledge. About the deen of Islam. And then they become Muslim and they take the Shahada. But after that you don't see the same level of striving. To learn about the religion that you saw prior to them becoming a Muslim. And what is some of the proofs and the evidences which point to this. Is that. You have individuals who have been Muslim for quite some time but yet when you examine where they are at as a Muslim after 5 years, after 10 years, after, 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 from the years, you will find that it is as if they are a new Muslim, as if they have recently just taken their Shahada because that is the extent that they have grown since the time of taking the Shahada up until all of those years later. The growth is not there, it's not the same. You don't find the same drive, you don't find the same striving. So you have individuals who have been Muslim for I don't know how many years and certain ad'iyah of the prayer they still don't know. People who have been Muslim for many years and they don't know what to shahud. People who have been Muslim for many years and they still don't know the adhkar. That they are to recite after the Salah. People that have been Muslim for many years and they still do not know how to read Arabic. We're not saying that they understand Arabic and they are fluent in the Arabic language. No, we're saying that after many years they can't even still read Arabic. And this is a tragedy. la kulli we can learn from the Sahaba that they were continuously striving to seek after that which benefited them in their religion so they were asked the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so you find with them a continuous growth you find with them a continuous growth and this is due to their seeking due to their longing for and seeking after knowledge so they were asked the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam questions and how do we know that this was the state of the sahaba is that what we have many a hadith we have many examples of this. Many hadith where the sahaba, they were asked the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam questions. And an example of this is this particular hadith. وَكُلُّ ذَلِكَ دَلَّ عَلَى فَضْلِهِمْ And all of that, it points to the superiority of the sahaba. It points to their superiority and their fine characteristics and how they were always seeking and, and to do the good and how they beat us to good in every which way, shape and form. They beat us to everything that is good. They were concerned to learn about what is their religion. And it is important to be understood because some people, they don't understand this particular narration correctly. Because inside of it, it says that the nam of Islam, it says that the legislative matters of Islam have become a lot upon us. They have become many. What is meant by that? Some people, they take this to understand that what is included in that is The obligatory affairs. But this is not correct. What he is talking about, what this Sahabi who he is talking about here is the Nawafil, the voluntary acts. Because the voluntary acts, they are many. If one were to look at the voluntary salawat that can be prayed inside of a day, then we know they can pray the two raka'at before Fajr. They can pray the four raka'at before Dhuhr. Two raka'at at the Dhuhr. There comes other narration that they can pray four rakaat after dhuhr. There comes narration where the Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he will pray two rakaat after asr. There comes narration where the Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he will pray two rakaat after maghrib, two rakaat after isha. Then you have the qiyamun layl, the, the the standing at the night, and then you have salatu duha. You have the salat of duha, so on and so forth. So many obligatory. Uh, Excuse me, so many voluntary prayers, super obligatory prayers that an individual, he can pray inside of the day that are wrapped around the obligatory prayers. So there are a lot of super obligatory actions inside of the deen. So this sahabi, he was asking and he was seeking for what is that one obligatory, uh, uh, excuse me, super obligatory or voluntary act in which I can do it that I will gain much success by way of doing it. So what is meant by shara'ir, then it means nawafil. It means the voluntary matters. Now, Does it mean the obligatory matters? Because from the obligatory matters, we have to do all of them. But he's speaking about after doing the obligatory matters, then what is that from the voluntary matters that I can do? By way in which I can gain benefit from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By way in which I'll be able to get a great reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is that voluntary thing in which I can do and concentrate on? That I will get a tremendous reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi Wasallam he said unto him, لا لسانك رطبا من ذكر الله. Do not let your tongue or let your tongue remain consistently moist with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The dhikr of Allah ya ibad is something that is light upon the tongue easy upon the tongue but something that carries a tremendous and a great reward and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he make us of those who their tongue stay moist with his remembrance هذا أقول طولي هذا وأستغفر الله لكم ولي جميع المسلمين فاستغفروا فإنه هو الغفور الرحيم بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله و بعد It is important that we know what constitutes the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Allama, Sheikh Abdul Muhsen, Al-Abad, Al-Badr, Hafidhullah wa ta'ala, he mentions, with dhikr is of two times. الذكر يكون عاما وخاصا That ذكر, you have one that is general A general remembrance of Allah and Then you have a specific remembrance of Allah subhanahu وتعالى الذكر العام The general remembrance of Allah يدخل The general ذكر of Allah It enters into it the prayer The prayer because during the prayer, we are remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. During the prayer, we are making dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also what enters into this is Qur'an, reading the Qur'an. Because when a person reads the Qur'an, then they are remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also what enters into this is wa or is seeking knowledge and teaching knowledge. All of this enters into the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the circles of learning, the circles of learning where the affairs of the religion are being explained and taught to the people, then these are majalis dhikr. These are the sittings of dhikr, where one is remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So going over the rules and regulations of the the religion, then this is a majalis of dhikr. Going over the tafsir of the Qur'an, then this is a majlis of dhikr. Going over the ahadith of the Prophet then this is a majlis of dhikr. Going over the fiqh of the deen of al-Islam, this is a majlis of dhikr. So on and so forth. All of this enters into dhikr from a general standpoint. And then you have the dhikr that is chaos. You have the dhikr, the remembrance that is specific. And this is the remembrance that one will say in Praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making dua into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the saying of Alhamdulillah, the saying of La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar subhanallah, so on and so forth, then all of this enters into the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the specific dhikr, the specific remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Likewise ad-dua enters into this. And this is why you find that the books of Adaiyah. They are called the books of what? Al-Dhikr wa-Dua Or they call the books of ad wal-Adhkar Naam Because the Dhikr and the ad Then they enter into the specific remembering of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And as mentioned This Dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that Which is light upon the tongue is easy for an individual to Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's easy for an individual throughout the course of his day to say, La ilaha illallah, Allahu akbar, subhanallah, alhamdulillah. It's easy for an individual to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying the likes of these phrases. For an individual to say, Subhanallah azim. For an individual to say, subhanallah, bihamdi. These are sayings that are light upon the tongue. But these are things that are heavy in the scale and it is incumbent that we stay consistent upon those deeds that are easily accomplished and that carry a great reward and that we do not deprive ourselves of this tremendous reward for these deeds that are easy to fulfill. These deeds that we can do throughout the course of the day, we can do them while we are walking. We can do them while we are driving. We can do them while we are at work. We can do them while we are sitting, while we are standing, while we are running, while we are to the end, to the end. So it is incumbent that we remain consistent. We can do them when we are by ourselves. We can do them when we are with others inside of gatherings and so on and so forth. We can constantly remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Constantly remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it carries with it a great and tremendous reward. Ya Allah. We cannot allow ourselves to miss out on this opportunity. Remember that there will come a day that will be like no other day in which it had came before it. There will come a day where every deed will count. There will come a day when we will look for that which is heavy inside of the scale. There will come a day when we will long that the deeds in which we had done will be heavy in this scale. The time in which we prepare, we put forth those deeds that are heavy in the scale, those deeds For lack of a better term and or expression that will tip the balance, it is now. This is when we put forward those deeds. So let us not be tricked by the Shaypan. Let us not be tricked by the evil of ourselves. Let us not be tricked by our laziness and our unmindfulness and so on and so forth. But let us remain consistent. Let us remain of those who are remembering. Let us remain of those who are in their right frame of mind. Let us remain of those who take advantage of those things that are tremendously beneficial for them and those things that are easy for them. And from that is what the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, keeping our tongues moist, with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it comes a hadith inside of Sahih Bukhari. And in fact, it is the very last hadith inside of Sahih al-Bukhari. The very last hadith inside of Sahih al Bukhari, where the Prophet وسلم, he said, Kelimatan, Habibatan, Rahman, that there are two statements that are beloved to al-Rahman. Two statements that are beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Two statements that are light upon the tongue. Istami'u. That which is beloved unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Two statements, beloved unto Allah. But two statements that are light upon the tongue. They are beloved unto Allah azza wa jala. But they are light upon the tongue. Thaqilatan fil mizan. They are heavy inside of the scales. Heavy inside of the scales. A, A kalima that is beloved unto Allah. A kalima that is light upon the tongue. A kalima that is heavy inside of the scales. Who from amongst us accept that we can say this. We can we can do this. This is easy, is it not? It's light upon the tongue. But how important is it? It's so important because it's beloved unto Ar-Rahman. How important is it? For us is that, is what is heavy inside the scale. We need that which is heavy inside the scale. And how much more so? If it's easy to say, easy to do, light upon the tongue. Two statements, beloved unto the most merciful. Two statements that are easy upon the tongue. Two statements that are heavy inside of the scales. The Prophet me said what these two statements are. What are these two statements? Are they long paragraphs? Are they statements that are tremendously lengthy inside of their wording and so on and so forth? No, but rather they are statements that are easy to say. They are the statement, SubhanAllah wa bihamdi, SubhanAllah il-Azim. That's it. SubhanAllah wa bihamdi, SubhanAllah il-Azim. How, how fast did it take to say that? How many seconds did it take to say that? SubhanAllah wa bihamdi, SubhanAllah il-Azim. These two statements are light upon the tongue Heavy in the scale But more importantly More importantly than them being light on the tongue And heavy in the scale Is that these two statements are beloved To the most merciful They are beloved unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So is it not befitting except that Those who love Allah Will come with those statements in which Allah loves in abundance tremendously that they will come with the lights of these statements because it will be a benefit for them on the day that they will need every benefit it will be a benefit for them on the day that we will need every single benefit and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who come on the day of judgment having tremendous amount of good deeds that are heavy in the scales that are so overwhelmingly, predominantly heavy inside of the scales not the evil in which that we come with and no which way shape and form will come anywhere near to the good in which we had come with. Then we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who have much istighfar, much seeking of forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, much tawbah much repentance unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who, when they meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah jalla wa'ala is pleased with them. Hatha